a priest in a church not far from here, was asking his parishioners what they wanted the main purpose of their church to be. We've had that discussion, too. No one answered for a long time. Finally, one man stood up and he said, I want my church to be a place of peace, a place of timeless beauty, a place where I can hide from the world and worship God. Keep it sacred. I want to preserve everything just as it is. Many of us would be in agreement with him, and I think that it is to us that Jesus is speaking in the parable of the talents. Now, a talent is, in New Testament times, was something of enormous value. It would equal to 15 years of labor. Uh, it meant money and time and effort and creativity, all of it. Everything a person could contribute in a span of 15 years. When we talk about using, investing that talent in a secular society such as ours, we can get hooked into thinking about getting ahead for those who belong to Christ. It means the same as it does for society as a whole. It does not. A society as a whole wants power, money, fame. But the whole concept of making something of yourself comes from an intensely selfish, selfish society, which is not really Christian at all. Do the most with what I have so I can make the most comfortable way for me and my family to live. That's our society's values. But that's not what this parable means. It is not human business we are to invest in, but God's business. We are to exercise and use our talent, our money, our time, our creativity, our energy, our strength, and use that, our whole selves, for God's business. The business of God is compassion. And we have difficulty with it. Part of the reason we have trouble with compassion is that we want to be proper. We're afraid to stick our necks out. We want not only to keep ourselves unspotted from the world, but to do things the way we have always done them. Garrison Keillor tells the story of a Lake Wobegon citizen who, because of a misunderstanding with his wife on a camping trip, found himself naked in the countryside one cold October night in Minnesota. (laughs) 
covering himself as best he could with branches, the man came to the house of two proper Christian ladies, sisters. He knocked on their door. The two ladies looked out an upstairs bedroom window and then quickly snapped the window shut. One of them said, why let him in? He's naked out there. The other one said, we can't let him in. He's naked. Call the police. Well, we got to let him in. He's naked. He's naked. We can't let him in. What's he doing naked out there? And so it goes. We're afraid to get involved. Like the third slave in the parable, we hide our talents, our compassion, buried in the ground and tremble. We get in the habit of thinking mainly about our own safety and well-being. We get in the habit of counting our money and paying our insurance premiums ahead of time and staying behind locked doors. We mainly want to be safe. We want everything to stay the same. We have not only forgotten how to risk, we've forgotten how to be alive. The parable of the talent is about how we can enter into the joy of our master by taking all, all the gifts that God has given us, ourselves, our lives, and investing them in the business of God, compassion. Investing them in the reality of God's dream. Getting caught up in God's dream instead of our own little private dramas. And, and what is God's dream? That the hungry should be fed, the thirsty given a drink, the stranger welcomed, the naked clothed, the sick visited, a world in which human needs are met by human beings, that we learn to tend to each other's needs. Ah, we say, well, that's a fine dream, but we're so far away from it. Maybe. But there are hints and signs along the way. Eli Weisel's book called Night is the story of his suffering in a Nazi concentration camp. Nazi soldiers herded the Jews out of their barracks to take them to another camp. Without food or drink for three days, the Jews stood in the snow, forbidden to sit or even to bend over. The snow formed a, la a layer on their shoulders. Finally, one thirsty man took out his spoon and gave it to his neighbor, inviting him to eat the fresh snow that had accumulated on his shoulders. The idea spread through the line until that collection of separate individuals, each of whom had been struggling alone with his pain and thirst, became a community 
quenching their thirst together by eating the clean snow that had fallen on each other's shoulders. And would it be so strange in this city, city of Santa Barbara, if one began to imagine what God's dream might be for us? Can we imagine a city in which everyone has a home and a clean bed? Where we are all safe because we know and trust one another? Where children, all children, are treasured? Where sick people are tenderly cared for? I hope this little chapel is sacred space for you. It is a place of peace. It is holy. And it is here that many of us find rest for our souls. We come together in this holy space to worship God and enjoy sweet communion with the Holy One. And it is here that God fills us with the sure knowledge that we are known and loved by God just as we are. But I would hope that we don't come here to hide from the world. Jesus came to save the world, and he loves it. That's why I pray that here we find not only rest, but energy and inspiration to risk, to use, and multiply our talents on behalf of God's dream for the world. Amen.